Welcome to the Species Hall of Fame. This is Quentin Wheeler. One of the chapters in my new book, Species Science and Society, is titled Shameless Self-Promotion. In the spirit of that chapter, and as I begin a countdown to the book's release on July 6th, I hope to pique your interest in the book, and perhaps sell a couple more copies, by reading from the book's epilogue, divided into the next four podcasts. What we have today is biodiversity bedlam, species, going extinct randomly by the thousands, efforts to conserve biodiversity without a clearly defined endgame, dependence on ecological services from dark biodiversity, millions of species that we don't know, a desire to replace wasteful and environmentally destructive practices, but very few viable alternatives. A deep yearning to understand ourselves and world, about to be dashed by the destruction of evidence of evolutionary history. DNA-based glimpses of species, when it is deep knowledge that we need. We are in an uproar about the environment, extinction, and climate change, but our responses are ineffective due to lack of knowledge, context, and clearly articulated goals. It is irrational and self-defeating to remain ignorant of species in a period of mass extinction and profound planetary change. It is time for a taxonomic renaissance, time to invest in the expertise and infrastructure necessary to complete an inventory of Earth's species. No mere list of names or database of DNA sequences. An inventory must be an information-rich account of all species, organized in a predictive, phylogenetic classification. It is time to remember why the science of systematics came about in the first place, to address our curiosity about the patterns of similarities and differences among species and its origins. That curiosity led to species discoveries that, in turn, made possible agriculture, antibiotics, and a theory of evolution, to name just three examples among many. And it is time to raise expectations for natural history museums as permanent records of species diversity. Reviving descriptive taxonomy is important. Descriptions document the most interesting, complex, and surprising outcomes of evolution, precisely the things we hope to better understand by reconstructing phylogenetic patterns. They detail what makes each species unique, often making it possible to identify species on site in the field where natural history observations may be made. Morphology characters link living and fossil species and are the things we hope to explain with embryology and genomics. Knowledge of such structures often makes it possible to infer their functions, and descriptions bring biomimetic models to light. Everyone should have the epiphany about systematics that Janice Perriott experienced, researching her novel, Everything the Light Touches. She set out to portray Linnaeus as, quote, intent on categorizing and labeling, on reducing the natural world into an immutable, mechanistic collection of parts, end quote. Instead, she continues, quote, the 25-year-old Linnaeus I encountered was filled with wonder, it was powerful and undeniable, his magnificent love for the natural world, the awe he felt, the affection, the careful attention he bestowed upon the living beings he came across, including the gnats that vexed him so, end quote. 
Perhaps she mistook Linnaean taxonomy for DNA barcoding. We expect physicists and astronomers to dream big, conceive grand projects, and design instruments to carry them out. Big science projects are increasingly part of biology, such as the Long-Term Ecological Research Network and the National Ecological Observatory Network in the United States, and Brazilian Flora 2020, an inspiring step toward a comprehensive world flora. In 2020, the Earth Biogenome Project set out to sequence the approximately 2 million named eukaryotic species in 10 years. Such bold thinking is exactly what is called for on a planet whose biodiversity and ecosystems are in jeopardy. However, even if the latter project were to succeed, it would tell us very little about species. Two million named eukaryotes represent a small fraction of Earth's species, and as we sequence them, others are going extinct. There is an assumption that taxonomic revisions and monographs, based on morphology, are a thing of the past. This is part of the misguided belief that we need a new system based on genomic information, a systematics that looks more like genetics. But replacing existing taxonomy with a molecular approach in the middle of an extinction crisis is like translating scrolls at Alexandria as the library is consumed in flames. Genomic data is a potent addition to taxonomy, but hardly up to the task of replacing morphology or fossils for understanding evolutionary history or species diversity. We must support a far more ambitious project, a fusion of the best of traditional taxonomy with modern technologies, a project that integrates all relevant evidence, tests species and phylogenetic hypotheses, creates and improves classifications, all while ferreting out, describing, and classifying the eight or more million species that remain entirely unknown. I hope you'll join me again next week as I continue my reading of the epilogue of Species Science and Society. For the Species Hall of Fame, this is Quentin Wheeler.